it really possible to work less, make more, and create an even bigger impact in the world? This show is designed to show you how. I'm your host, Dr. Alex, a retired and burnt out seven-figure practice owner turned outside the box business consultant to other women Kairos. I believe it's not only possible, but necessary. As women, it's high time we lead the charge in building our practices and businesses differently. This show will take you on the journey to show you just how to do that. You know those days in practice when literally everyone who comes in has some semblance of the exact same thing going on. It's like, it's a neck day, or it's a low back day, or it's a headache day, or an ear infection day. I consistently had those kind of days in practice. And I found as I transitioned into the world of functional medicine and coaching, I would still have those days where it's like everyone I talked to or, or weeks, or everyone I talked to had the same thing going on. And that has been the experience this week. And it has been around one of those like foundational conversations that I started a series on kind of the foundations of building a practice where you can actually work less, make more and increase your impact. And, you know, that's my gemstone practice model. And this is one of those conversations that is not so sexy, but is an incredibly important piece, like at the root of actually being successful in building a business and shifting your life to have this. And that is this concept of boundaries. And I want to, you know, I'm going to share this from a couple of different directions. Like first, just the context of the conversations that I've had this week, you know, they've been around maintaining boundaries around what days you adjust humans and what days you adjust horses and not going outside of that and making your life more complicated or more difficult. They've been around certain outside of the chiropractic world. I have a couple of clients who are more in the world of education, but around, you know, like some of the, the thing that's the biggest pay in terms of amount that comes in actually requires the most amount of time and, and turns into trading like pennies for, for dollars and what you're doing. And like, is that payoff worth it? Right? Like we have to examine all of these things. And then the example I wanted to share from my own practice and own life is when I first started to transition into doing more functional medicine and kind of building these programs that were going to give me time freedom, I didn't know what to do with that. And I didn't have boundaries in place around, you know, similar to the horses and humans days, like I didn't have boundaries in place around when I saw my functional medicine people and when I adjusted. And so I tried to just kind of meld it all together And as a result, I actually ended up refunding one of my early clients, not because she didn't get results. She had amazing results. She was someone who is, you know, hadn't been able to get pregnant and we, she got pregnant by the end of our working together and it was amazing. And, you know, she had this massive transformation. So it wasn't that it was that I did not provide an experience or support on a level that I, you know, I felt like it deserved with the price tag that I had on that program. And when she came to me, it was like, you know, I felt like I could have just read a book versus because I consistently miss calls. You know, she was constantly like waiting for me to show up and, and support her in that realm of things. And it was because of this, I did not have good boundaries. And so if you're really serious about figuring out how to work less, make more, it doesn't matter if you shift your practice model or, you know, adjust or coach or do functional medicine or like totally shift gears and do something else. 
if you don't get this. I'm just it's it's that important. Because when you don't, you end up even as I went to being in 100% virtual, I was still burned out because I literally every 30 minutes would, you know, I was just on Zoom all day long and had like no breaks in between clients and it was the same as when I was adjusting. Like, you know, we we book our schedules so like we don't even have time to go pee, right? Who who came up with this plan and and why is it a good idea? So, I want to challenge you to really look at where are your boundaries lacking in your own life? And these are the areas where maybe you feel like you don't have permission to say no to something. That was another conversation I was having with one of my non-chiropractic clients today is, you know, she's in the native community and there's this kind of cultural value system where you don't say no if you're asked to do something. And yet it ends up with her being stretched too thin and taking on things that don't really fulfill her. And so she started to get resentful. So that's another place where this can show up. Like, are there things that you're doing in your life? It doesn't have to be in practice. It can be, you know, in your personal life with your kids, whatever. Are there things that you've committed to where you constantly feel like you don't have permission to say no, and yet you really don't want to say yes, <laughs> or you're not enjoying that thing, or you don't, you know, you don't get energy from doing it. And and if you were to say no, you would feel really guilty about it. Really, that's the thing. And I had a client previously who was a realtor who, you know, she really, really struggled with saying no, and so we started just helping her. <laughs> build, build the muscle. Cause it, it takes time. It's a shift. And she was at some fundraising meeting for her daughter and you know, who she was, was she was just the person who always volunteered. So they expected her to spearhead like fundraising for this trip. Her daughter's class was taking to Washington DC. And she, she told me about it afterwards. And she's like, I just sat there and like put my hand over my eyes and didn't make eye contact with anybody. And they, they finally, she said, someone came up to her afterwards and was like, good for you. Like, I've been wondering when you were going to stand up for yourself and say no. And, you know, I share all this just as inspiration. And I also want you to really examine like, where are these areas of your life where you're having a hard time holding and maintaining boundaries. It's it's often around our time. It's around what we're committed to. It can be in certain relationships. And what's at the crux of all of that? And I think what you know has us either be excited and energized by what we're agreeing to and doing or feeling resentful, exhausted, and burnt out has to do with our personal value system. And I shared a a photo and there's a book that I read from a mentor that I worked with early on in my practice. I went to something called business finishing school, which as we know, we, you know, don't get a lot of business stuff. And what was really great about it and what I tend to focus on is, you know, we tend to look like it's, it's, I was talking with someone else. I had a lot of conversations this week. So I was talking with someone else about this, you know, in business, it's like in chiropractic, we're so focused on root cause and helping people's health and their bodies like heal at the root level so that they can be the fullest expression of themselves. And what's ironic is that applies to our businesses. And yet very few of us actually take the time to do the work at the root that is going to make the difference in whether or not some new system works for us or this coach is a right fit or any of that. Like there's root level things that we need to do. And that's what, you know, this foundation series is really about both understanding a different concept of how to structure business and 
some of the deeper healing things that we need to go through and, and learn. And as women, boundaries is one we all struggle with. As high achievers, we really struggle with it because, you know, we all, we're capable. <laughs> we can do all the things, but it doesn't mean that we should, right? And so, you know, getting clear for yourself, going back to this, this book, you know, one of the authors was one of my mentors and he really directed like in business finishing school, more of this root level stuff. So our value system is really something that can be like a litmus test of, Hey, I do this or I don't like in your business, in your personal life, in any of those areas. And a lot of us aren't honestly all that clear on what, our values are. And it's when we aren't clear and then do things that violate our values that we start to have resentment, burnout, exhaustion, all those things, or, you know, have great ideas to shift our business and still have the same experience as we did previously. And so that's where it's like, (laughs) we're not dealing with the real issue, which is ourselves. So with that, and I'm, I have put together a worksheet that goes along with this and walks you through these steps, but I just wanted to also read these to you because you can start thinking about it. And then if you are someone who likes worksheets and whatnot, there's a link in the, in the show notes where you can download that. But this is from the book, Who's in Your Room? And the whole idea is the quality of your life depends on the people in your life and how you create a doorman and decide who's in your life and who's not in your life. And this includes activities in my world is by really getting clear, crystal clear on what your personal values are. And I would do this for yourself and for your business, because, you know, when I got really clear on this in my practice, we actually, like my whole team at one of our team meetings, we talked about this and we, we, you know, just spitballed like anything that you know, those there came up with that were our values. And like one of the strongest ones was family, not, you know, units of individuals like biological family, but our, our whole culture in our office was centered around family. We saw families, we were a family, we liked each other. We went on vacation to Hawaii together. We, you know, we hung out together outside of work. Like we were involved in our, each other's kids' lives and babysat for each other. Like there was just, we were really, a unit in that way. And so that was one of our values and the decisions that we made as a business. And that I, you know, led them to as a business kept that at the forefront because that was one of our value systems. And if I violated that, or if we made a decision that violated that, it was really obvious really quickly. And there were times where I had to, you know, correct on that. So actually shifting my business. I I wasn't going to go here, but shifting into the world of virtual was something I didn't know how to do within the context of that value system, because that was something that was very individual to me. And I didn't know how to bring everyone else along. And that's something that I, in retrospect, wish I'd been able to do differently and better and something that I help others do now, because it's really important. Um, And yeah, you want to be clear on what your values are so that you can lead the ship. You know, we're the directors of the ship. It's, we don't have the option to get off when it's our thing, right? So we have to be really clear on who we are, what we stand for, what our business stands for, what its role is in the world and the culture and unit that is part of that and how we direct it from there. You know, we're, we're the captain, but we've got all these other people that are generally involved, you know, unless you're, even if you're a solo practitioner, you've got tools that are involved in helping steer and direct the ship, uh, ship. So you want to be clear on that. That was a metaphor I wasn't planning on making up. Here we go. So 
This is from the book Who's in Your Room. They have a version of this on Amazon if you're interested. I have like a BNI edition, but it's all good. So step one in really getting clear on your values is to identify the times when you were happiest. Find examples from both your career and your personal life. And this will ensure some balance in your ask answers. Ask yourself, what were you doing? Were you with other people? And if so, who? And what other factors contributed to your happiness? This also gets a little bit into like zone of genius. So it's those areas where like time stands still and you're in flow and you're just happy and it's fun and free and, and all of that stuff. You want to get clear on um, what you were doing essentially and who was there. Step two is to identify the times when you felt a sense of pride. Ladies, this is going to be challenging for us because we are so ingrained to like not be prideful and to always be humble and all this stuff. So you want to, you know, think of something that honestly you're really proud of. Maybe it's that moment you walked across the stage and got your doctorate degree. I mean, that's a freaking big deal. Maybe it's something you've achieved in practice or an award you want. Like just allow yourself to actually go here and celebrate it and and allow that emotion of pride to come up but again we want to look at both business and personal life why were you proud did other people share your pride who you know who celebrated with you and what other factors contributed to your feelings of pride and again in the worksheet i might give you an example of an emotion to tap into that's not pride because i know that can be a trigger for a lot of us high achievers who like to fly under the radar but it's there just consider it. Be open. <laughs> and then step three is to identify the times when you were most fulfilled and satisfied, both at work and in your personal life. This is going to be challenging for some of you. I'm just going to throw that out there. What need or desire was fulfilled? This requires tapping into yourself and really getting clear on you know what's in you and not just intellectually what you think about yourself. How and why did the experience give your life meaning? What other factors contributed to your feelings of fulfillment? Why is, ex why is each experience truly important and memorable? And then the last step, step four, is to determine your top values based on your past experiences of happiness, pride, and fulfillment. So, you know, the idea here is that what we really value will come through in those moments where we were happy, you know, proud of ourselves, not in a conceited way, but in a like, hey, I mean, each and every one of you listening to the show is incredible and awesome and an amazing doctor. And I mean, it takes something just to get to this point of actually being a chiropractor. So being okay, accepting that and, and owning, <laughs> own your awesomeness, ladies. And and then fulfillment, you know, when have you really felt the most fulfilled in your life? And some of you might really struggle with this and others, it'll be really clear and included in the worksheet and also in the book, if you want to pick, just pick up a book, but is this going to be like an abridged list of values, but you can also just Google like list of values and see what comes up. And then another way to do this is just to kind of star or highlight or some, some way like signify the ones that speak the most to you or feel the most authentic to you or are the things that really pull you. And then you can ask the question of yourself, like, if I really valued this, especially if you're out of integrity with some of those values that are important to you, but you're not really living that way. Like if I really valued X, Y, Z, then I wouldn't do blah, 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 YDS or whatever. Um, and you can really use that to test, like, are you living in alignment with your values or 
not. And my last, there's lots of ways to look at values and boundaries. So the last, last thing that you can look at that might be the easiest of all is to just look at where do you spend your time and where do you spend your money? And what does it say about you? And are you okay with that? And chances are, if you're not, there are boundaries that need to be put in place. And even going even deeper, I want to keep these short, but you know, going even deeper into the boundaries conversations, there's a difference between boundaries and walls. So walls are like a thing you put up to protect yourself and like you do not ever let anyone cross it. And it can be almost a you know, it's something that prevents you from getting close to other people. Whereas a boundary is, it's a, it's a layer of protection and it's, but it's more translucent. And there are people who you allow in and out of that boundary. So there's a level where it's healthier than just like this flat up wall that you, you know, build a remote a moat around and don't let anyone through ever. And I'm not saying that you're supposed to violate your boundaries either, but you know, we need to find that line in the sand of like, here's my values. Here's what I need to do in order to protect those values and be fulfilled and be happy and, you know, be able to do things that bring me joy and make me feel good about myself and and that I'm proud of and be the person that I'm proud of. And, you know, finding that that zone where all that happens. So none of this is like a fast, (laughs) easy thing, right? Unfortunately, the foundational things that really ultimately make the biggest impact in our business are the things that require us to make some time to do some work and to really get connected to ourselves. And that's where a lot of what I teach and work with women on, whether it's been health or, or business is learning the tools and the ability to actually go within and do some of this work and, you know, get out of our heads and not try to intellectualize our way through this so much, because if you're not connected to your heart, like if you don't have coherence between your head and your heart, you're not really getting to what your you know, values truly are, who you really are. And there's probably some semblance of not knowing that. And it's hard to direct a ship without really like having the heart of it there. So I hope this is helpful. <laughs> um, I just want to share and let you know, I am here for you. I offer a kind of free breakthrough call with me where we really just have a session that's geared at working less, making more. And what is some of this foundational stuff that is there for you that you need to work through? And whether that means you end up doing some of that with me or just get some direction on where to go to next, like that is totally fine. And that is available to you. So that will be in the show notes as well as um, a worksheet that's going to cover the different ways that we talked about getting clear on what your values are with the steps from the book. And then my litmus test of where do you spend your time and where do you spend your money (laughs) and, um, and some value lists just to help you get clear on that. And I, this is the last thing, you know, would love to hear from you as you're working through this and going through this, you can connect with me on our podcast site, which might be where you got this from. Um, You can also reach out to me on social. I'm at Alex at Alexander Swenson Ridley on Facebook, at Dr. Alex Swenson Ridley on Instagram, and I'm on LinkedIn at Dr. Alex Ridley. So with that, I hope this was helpful, and I will see you on the next episode where we're going to dive into another foundational layer, which is our relationship to money and wealth and self-worth. It's a big juicy one, but until next time, we'll see you then. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this episode gave you some inspiration to think outside the box in your practice. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to leave a review and share it with a colleague. This helps the message reach even more women DCs around the world. I appreciate you and look forward to joining you on our next episode where we will always be geared at how do we work less, make more, and create an even bigger impact in the world so that we can change the face of healthcare for all.